Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, Kenneth Walker is uncertain for the Peach Bowl. Should he really, really play on December 30th? And then, of course, we set some more of the table for Wednesday's early National Signing Day and then cap it off with who was the more exciting player, Cassius Winston or Kenneth Walker? Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful, wonderful Spartan fans. How on earth are you doing on this beautiful Tuesday? Hope you're doing just fine and dandy. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Locked on Spartans. And thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here. And like you heard at the beginning, uh, we are going to be bebopping around a lot of segments. But one is a little more important than the other. So uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a hot second here. But got to talk about if Kenneth Walker is going to be playing in this Peach Bowl on December 30th. But before we get there, I just need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, this is Lockdown Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. And if you ever want to reach me, please hit me up at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com with any questions, comments. Now, I said molasses cookie recipes, and lo and behold, someone actually reached out with the molasses cookie recipe. So thank you, Michael. Thank you to your daughter, Daphne. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening and for sending over a molasses cookie recipe. Hey, look at that. People actually listen to my intros. That's sensational. So thank you, guys. Uh, You're all the best, every single one of you. So really, really do appreciate that. All right. Speaking of the best, uh, let's talk about arguably the best player to ever walk through uh, Michigan State football. Uh, That's right, Kenneth Walker. Now, I said arguably. That could be a debate for another day. But right now, uh, we're going to debate what Kenneth should be doing on December 30th because... On Monday, there was a Peach Bowl press conference. Yes, we had Alan Haller. We had Mel Tucker. We had the president and CEO of the Peach Bowl as well. It was just a who's who of people gathering Spartan Stadium for a press conference. And instead of just talking about the uh, the Peach Bowl itself, of course, that was talked about. But Mel Tucker also talked about recruiting, signing day coming up, uh, all sorts of things. But one big, big tidbit. So he said he is uncertain if Kenneth Walker is going to be playing in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta on December 30th and says also that he is, quote, going through some things right now. Now, that could be anything. That could be the lingering leg injury that he had late in the season, the reason that he only got five or six carries against Ohio State, or some of the things he has going on could be making sure his money is going to be right as he is most likely going to be leaving to the NFL here in a little bit. So, of course, this is always the hot-button issue around bowl season of, oh, should players playing these games, should NFL uh, future draftees be playing in these games, or should they stick it out with their teammates and, and finish what they've been seeing through all season? Uh, you know, of course, there's a difference between a New Year's Six Bowl game like the Peach Bowl and uh, I, the, the, the Quick Lane Bowl, if you will. Um But you know what? I'm actually going to uh, maybe disappoint some people here. And I want to say this quietly so I don't uh, upset others and want to be known as a bad fan or anything. But I I, I don't think he should play this bowl game. I I said it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't really sit well with me saying that. But I got to be honest with you guys. if, If I was in Kenneth's shoes, 
if I was his parent, if I was his advisor, his agent, his friend. No, dude. No. I, you, you can't play in this game. You cannot pull a, a Willis McGahee. You cannot pull a, oh, I was going to say McCullough Shore. Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore was the guy's name uh, for the South Carolina Gamecocks who saw his leg blowing in the wind at an unnecessary bowl game outing and essentially ruined his entire career. Yeah, these incidents are far and few between, but they do happen. Like, what else is there to do for Kenneth, right? I mean, let, let me just lay out the argument. I'm sure it's an obvious argument, but listen, I, I mean, his draft stock might not get higher than this. I mean, he's not going to come back. I don't know what one more game in the Peach Bowl does for his draft value, other than potentially hurt it with an injury. So right now, it depends of where you look on you know mock drafts around the internet, but he's anywhere between like the, the fourth-rated running back or you know, some outlets have him as the first-rated running back going in this upcoming draft. And like I said, I nothing's going to happen in this game that's going to have people saying like, oh, wow, well, now instead of a late second rounder, I think he's a top 10 pick. Like, no, he's probably going to be a second, third round guy, and that's as good as it's going to get for him. And that's awesome. That's fantastic. Keep it like that. Wrap yourself up in bubble wrap until the combine, and don't do anything until then that includes playing the Peach Bowl. So, now let's look at this from a team perspective, right? Like, is, is winning the Peach Bowl awesome? Oh my god, of course it is. Like, yeah, we just talked about it last week, how we don't want Kenny Pickett to play, so Michigan State can have a better chance of winning it. But if you lose this game, is it really the end of the world? <sighs> Not really. I mean, not to sound like a total loser, but n not really. Um, I mean, listen, just getting to the New Year's Six Bowl it is more than half the battle I mean, when it comes to bowl games and bowl selections. Just being able to play in a Peach Bowl, in a Fiesta Bowl, in a New Year's Six Bowl versus uh, like an Outback Bowl or a Music City Bowl or a Tax Slayer Bowl, if you will, that is massive for exposure, prestige, just to be getting to one of these six New Year's games. So I guess that this is a debate that you could also have amongst yourselves. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll have this later on too. But would you rather lose in a New Year's Six Bowl to end your season or win an Outback Bowl? I know my answer. I think it's getting to the New Year's Six Bowl and maybe just taking a loss. Because at the end of the day, this is great for marketing. It's great for branding. It's great for exposure. That's right. Some new buzzwords to throw around college football these days. But it is important. I mean, just saying that you went to the Peach Bowl. That looks good in the marquee in Spartan Stadium, doesn't it? Uh, that looks pretty good in the walls, the halls of Scandalaire's Football Center. And listen, once again, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't care about the Peach Bowl. Like, I know I'll be losing my mind and pulling my hair out on December 30th like a lunatic. But I, that doesn't mean it's the most important game or the sixth most important game of the season. Or if you want my honest opinion, and maybe this is the, the hottest take of them all, so I, I always think the bowl game is the least important game of the season. Hard stop, unless it's the cultural playoff, of course, or Rose Bowl. You know, like, I'd be a little more fired up for that, but I I, I don't know. I, I think this is, like, out of the 13 games, probably the 13th ranked one in the list of importance for all the, the reasons I just mentioned, you know, just having that prestige, that exposure right there off the top. That's more than half the battle. And, yeah, you lose. It's not like we're never going to advertise that we went to the New Year's Six Bowl, we went to the Peach Bowl, like, you think just because we got clowned by Alabama six years ago, uh, there's no college football playoff insignia anywhere in East Lansing, anywhere in the football center? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
getting to your bowl destination at the end of the season really just puts a cap on your season and a win is just the cherry on top of all that so yes Kenneth not playing it it, it would be a bummer I'm gonna miss watching him play in a Michigan State uniform but I'm also going to have a really good time watching him on Sundays. And boy, howdy, would it not be a good feeling if he was unable to do that because he decided to trot out one more time in a Spartan uniform to play a Peach Bowl um, that is not a college football playoff game. So, Kenneth, really, in closing, I know you're not listening to this, Kenneth, but this is uh, kind of the sentiment that I want to go out with. Thank you for everything you've done. You have gotten Michigan State to the Peach Bowl. We'll talk about this later on in perhaps next week of how many games would MSU have really won if Kenneth Walker was not on this team. Tell you what the answer isn't. It ain't 10. It's probably not 9. It might be 8. But hey, you know what? When you get into that, you're not talking about New Year's Six Bowls anymore. And Kenneth Walker got us to a New Year's Six Bowl. Thank you for your service. Thank you for a sensational year. Please show up in Atlanta. Don't even pack your shoulder pads. Don't pack your helmet. Leave the cleats at home. Show up in the most comfortable sweatsuit that you possibly have. And just stay on the sidelines 10 yards away from the action. I don't even want a guy getting tackled into you on the off chance that he'll hurt you. So thank you for everything you've done. Time to start focusing on the NFL is the camp I'm in. So... That is kind of where I stand on that. I think I've made that clear. Um, we will be talking more about what was said in the press conference on Monday, but first need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. Guys, BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter, so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, Receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On, to receive that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Guys, we're talking bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's betonline.ag where the game starts. Also, Start bowl season with prize picks. That's right, baby. Prize picks. You know what I'm talking about. We've been talking about it for a while. Of course, the college sports daily fantasy leader. And it's not just bowl season, guys. They're also doing college basketball as well. So you can get those cross-sport props in whenever you want. How do you do it? Well, head to prizepicks.com. Or you go to the App Store, Google Play, download the app, and then make that deposit, but not without promo code locked on. It's all one word. Locked on, that's going to give you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. So from there, pick two to five players, the over-under on their projections. So, for example, like touchdown passes thrown. My second player will be rebounds grabbed because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's bowl season and college basketball season all mixed into one. And you could win up to 10 times in any entry, just you against the numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, safe and fast withdrawals over at Prize Picks. So do not hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and smash in that promo code locked on, or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And before getting into more Mel Tucker's press conference, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. And make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. With local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins 
this Friday. All right, and more Mel Tucker talk begins right now. Um, Chris Solari, he was uh, one of the fine journalists at this press conference, so he tweeted out a lot of these quotes. So this is where these next two bits are going to be coming from. Uh, Tucker said recruits have told him on visits to MSU that it is, quote, way, 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 way better than expected. That's right, that's four ways. So yeah, kids are coming to Michigan State, probably already having high hopes. I can't imagine they're coming here expecting too much of a dump. Uh, but yeah, they're already blown away. I'm sure a lot of that is the staff, the very recruiting-oriented staff. And well, the facilities are already pretty good at Michigan State. And hey, when you got facilities that are coming down in the very near future, thank you, Matt Ishbia and company for that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good visit for these recruits. Um, and also kind of on the note of recruiting, as you may or may not know, early National Signing Day is coming on, coming in hot on Wednesday. Uh, we got a little more into it on yesterday's show with Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. We will talk about it more on tomorrow's show. Certainly talk about it on Thursday's show, but for today's show, we're going to get into this quote right here. Uh, Chris Solari writes on Twitter that Tucker expects to get to 25 in the 2022 class either this week or before February. Quote, Guys that are committed, you expect those guys to sign, but you never know until you actually get the paperwork back, so we'll see. Ain't that the truth? Uh, and also goes on to say, nothing surprises me anymore in football, especially recruiting. Also hard agreed to that one. But we're not here to talk about the merits of what a verbal commitment is and all that fun stuff and who's going to flip at the very last second. No, we're just going to talk about uh, what is right now set in the world's softest stone for Michigan State because, well, says Tucker said, yeah, anything can happen. But right now, 20 guys are verbally committed to Michigan State. And as we talked about with Justin Thind on yesterday's show, uh, defensive back Shannon Blair, it might be a mutual parting of ways there. So that brings our count down to 19. Mel Tucker says that he's looking for 25 guys, whether it be, uh, hey, we hit the 25 count Wednesday. Or, okay, a few guys didn't flip, they didn't commit. All that fun stuff, we'll find some people in the two-month window between now and, well, the regular signing day in February. Uh, well, before we get to guys that could be added onto this class, to that list of verbal commitments, let's talk about two guys that aren't. Uh, we talked yesterday, once again, Justin Thin, 24-7 Sports. We talked about Damari Alston. He was a four-star running back, verbally committed to Auburn, but somewhat surprisingly visited campus over the weekend. That's not going to go anywhere because uh, Mr. Alston tweeted out, uh, shutting it down, it's all over, my recruitment's done with the giant graphic of him uh, looking to be 90 feet tall in Auburn's stadium. So that is off the board. I would not expect Alston to be a guy that flips. And then also this was a guy that uh, was kind of talked about a few weeks ago because, well, there were some interesting rumblings around five-star linebacker Harold Perkins. I'm here to be the bearer of bad news that I don't hold out hope for Harold Perkins. He, I think it was last week, uh, dropped a final three of Texas A&M, LSU, and Texas. Yep, that's right. Neither of those are Michigan State. So let's talk about guys that could be coming to Michigan State. And we'll talk about the most topical guy, topical guy first. There we go. Got the words out of my mouth there. First and foremost... Malcolm Jones, uh, he was on campus over the weekend. He is a three-star from Leesburg, Georgia. And also, oh, well, would you look at that? After his weekend to sunny East Lansing, Michigan, he decommits from Virginia Tech on Monday. So, yes, the three-star from Leesburg, Georgia. And, hey, I, I know a lot of people joke about it, but I actually believe it. I have a very high opinion of Georgia three-stars. 
If you're a Georgia three-star, that's right, baby. I, I count you as a Michigan four-star, so a lot of respect for football down south, specifically in the state of Georgia. So, hey, come on up, Mr. Malcolm Jones. That could be one guy right there. So we lose a defensive back commit in Shannon Blair. Add one Malcolm Jones. Um, everything on paper says that that might be an upgrade, so that would be a, a welcome, welcome signing on Wednesday, no doubt. Of course, five-star offensive tackle, Keontae Goodwin. Uh, you're not going to go five minutes without hearing me talk about him for the rest of the week, up until Wednesday, that is. Uh, it's a mystery. Uh, even the most ardent recruiting experts really can't put their finger on it, other than the fact it's between Kentucky, Texas A&M, Alabama, and your Michigan State Spartans. Uh, so, okay. I, oh, God. Okay, really, really holding out hope there. Oh, God. I, I can't get too wrapped up into the recruiting, but hey, here we are. Another guy to keep your eye on, and this is starting to get a little interesting now, is Armani Winfield. Yes, the four-star receiver from Texas. He was a University of Texas verbal commit, decommitted, showing Michigan State all sorts of love ever since, but uh-oh. Texas might be back in the mix here. That sucks. Uh, so it's going to be down between Michigan State, Texas, and Baylor. He will be signing at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, he tweeted out. I'm assuming that means central time where he lives, so that'll be 5 Eastern time. I really love on signing day when they just get it out of the way early, like just sign at 9 a.m. So, so it's all done. But Mr. Winfield, we will be waiting to see what his decision is uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern time, it looks like. Other guys, i got two more that I just want to hit on really quick. Three-star defensive lineman Zion Young out of Atlanta. Visited not too long ago, but yeah, that's right. Another three-star kid out of Georgia. Uh, he was also just offered by Florida, I think two days ago or three days ago when you're listening to this podcast. So yeah, he's got some big programs uh, coming after him as well. And last but not least, Caleb Coley. He is a, hey, you guessed it, three-star cornerback out of Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, he was committed to Vanderbilt, but uh, decided that he actually wants to play real-life college football and not just go down and you know become a Commodore. That's probably a wise decision. So hopefully Michigan State can win his services as well. Uh, he's got some fun tape if you want to kill some time and go watch some high school film. Caleb Cooley? Coley? Sorry, Caleb Coley. My goodness gracious, can... Uh, hit. Yes, that, he plays like he was shot out of a cannon every single play. Very, very entertaining. Uh, to round it out, so right now, right now as MSU sits, uh, that's without the guys we just mentioned committing. Right now with their core 20, or 19 guys, uh, they sit at number 19 nationally and number 4 in the Big Ten per the two, to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. They have an average rating of somewhere around 0.87. Uh, for context, last year, of course, this isn't really a good you know, example to pin this year up against because last year's recruiting was so odd, as Mel Tucker had roughly 15 minutes to meet kids in person. Regardless, MSU was 46th in the country last year. They were 10th in the Big Ten with an average rating of 0.8565. So almost, if not a little more than 0.8565. 0-2 higher in the ranking scale. Sorry, my brain just got crosswired there trying to do numbers. Not a numbers guy, but hey, here's some more numbers for you. Uh, in 2020, Michigan State's class was ranked 44th in the nation, 10th in the Big Ten for Mark D'Antonio's final class. 2019, they were ranked 33rd in the country, 7th in the Big Ten. In 2018, they were also outside the top 30 nationally, 31st and also 6th best class in the Big Ten. This would be the first class in the top 20 cents. Oh yeah, you guessed it, 2016. So hopefully uh, 
The band stays together a little tighter than uh, the 2016 class, but yeah, like what we are seeing right now from El Tucker, and if we can get a few more of these guys that you know we just named, that would be gravy, baby. That would be gravy. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see where this shakes out after Mel gets his 25 guys. Let's hope that's sooner than later, and uh, hey, wouldn't be opposed if it happened on Wednesday. All right, guys, we got a fascinating debate topic. That's right, I'm patting myself on the back because I came up with a debate topic. I hate to do this. More exciting player, Cassius Winston or Kenneth Walker. We'll get to that in a hot second. But first, guys, that's right. Holidays are right around the corner. And finding the perfect gift is tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send family and friends an unforgettable gift to be loved. That's right, guys. We're talking big old boxes of meat. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, that's right, $99.99, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get 24 entrees, including the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons. You're going to get chicken breasts. You're going to get sides. You're going to get desserts. You're going to get so much more. God, bacon wrap filet mignons. That, that sounds like it goes hard. Uh, when you use code COLLEGE, you will also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. That is a lot of meat. That is a lot of deliciousness. Guys, we've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays as well, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. That's right, guys. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guarantee. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. And after you house some Omaha Steaks, get cozy, get comfortable. Get comfortable with the nice, luscious, velvety feeling of homefieldapparel.com. That's right, guys. Home Field Apparel. It, it's always hard to d decide where I want to start with talking about Home Field. Do I talk about their awesome styles? Do I talk about the 19 vintage designs that they have just for Michigan State at homefieldapparel.com? Each design better than the last one you look at. Or do I talk about just how incredibly comfortable it is? Because it really is. I mean, I once again started my day wearing a home field apparel hoodie. That's right. It is like wearing a cloud on your torso. It is like wearing a hug on your arms. It is amazing. Amazing. Amazing quality. Amazing logos. Go check it out. It's Honestly, it's half window shopping, half history lesson when you go to homefieldapparel.com. You'll see logos you've never seen before. And not just for Michigan State. They've got over 100 schools that you can choose from. So go treat yourself. Go treat your loved ones this holiday season. Get them some home field apparel. And also, treat your wallet, too, to promo code LOCKEDONSPARTANS. That's right. When you go to homefieldapparel.com, smash in promo code LOCKEDONSPARTANS, that's all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. One more time. LOCKEDONSPARTANS, all one word, to save 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com. All right, let's close out the show with some mayhem here. That's right. I, I did a very sick thing on Friday. I, I tweeted out a question. Once again, on, on Friday of all days, a day that should be a joyous day for everyone. But you know what? Sometimes old Matt Bear likes to stir the pot around these parts. And yeah, hey, this time it wasn't even me mouthing off about Michigan or their struggling basketball team or anything. No, this was, oh boy, this, this was inner fan base violence that I caused. Uh, I, I tweeted out a question because it just popped up in my head and I wanted to see what everyone else thought. Tweeted out, let's cause some mayhem today. The more exciting MSU player to watch is slash was Kenneth Walker or Cassius Winston. Now, of course, my full-time job, uh, I am a copywriter. I, I choose words, uh, I like to think very carefully. 
some of my work on social media might not reflect that, but really, in my head, I do like to choose words carefully. And I chose the word exciting for a reason. Now, I didn't choose the word important or impactful or anything else like that. It was just exciting. Highlight plays. Who was better? Who'd you have more fun watching? And this got a lot of responses, and it was awesome. It got responses from MSU fans, of course. Got some responses from Michigan fans. It got responses that said, uh, this is the dumbest question in the world. Of course it's Kenneth Walker. And then within seconds later, I'd get something like, why even ask this? It's definitely Cassius. It's like people were, well, for the most part, stressed answering this question. That was the bulk of the responses was, why are you making me do this? But there are also some responses, too, that I wanted to read off as well to help light the fire for this conversation as well because I'm going to be honest here. I don't even know if I have an answer. Uh, This is like one of those questions where I will always change my answer every time I'm asked, probably. so. But some good points being brought up. Uh, Like all dogs root for MSU tweeted out, Kenneth did the impossible and launched this football program to space, and now everyone wants a piece. But consider what Cassius went through personally and how it ended that last Big Ten run was a legacy tour de force. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't think that answer necessarily gives uh, their opinion, but that's two incredible things to consider here. Like, Kenneth, with his dynamite plays, got MSU to 10 wins. Uh, Cassius, what he did at the end of his well, junior year and senior year, brought MSU to great stages as well. Uh, Buck Gino III, he writes, as a non-MSU fan, Winston's sample size does it for me. Walker was superb, but three-plus years of gritting my teeth, hoping Michigan wouldn't let him get loose. Makes me think Cash was more exciting. Certainly something to be said about that. Kenneth Walker, one year here, albeit probably the best year uh, a Michigan State football player has had in quite some time, if not ever. But yeah, you do have Cassius. You got his moments from 2019. He also had some nice moments in 2018. And of course, well, his senior year too, no shortage of great moments there. And Jamie Myers writes, I vote Cash only because we got to watch him grow over four years. If we had four years of K-9, I don't think it would have been an easy decision. So it's also not just the sample size, but also being able to watch a player grow. It's fascinating. Instead of just getting someone from the transfer portal, it is different watching him come as a freshman and then year after year grow and then just become this dominant force. But at the same time, it's also very cool to pluck someone that was a backup at their last school and then watching them just go off out of nowhere. Uh, We were very high on Kenneth Walker going into the season. This goes back to the days when Will Hunter was a co-host here, and he was the conductor of the Kenneth Walker hype train. But I I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, Doak Walker, uh, the Walter Camp Player of the Year, uh, should have been invited to New York for the Heisman Ceremony, Big Ten running back of the year. What he was able to do is like that's also fascinating as well. So it's it really it's chocolate or vanilla. What do you like? And there's no wrong answer here, but man, it's it's tough. And like I said, I don't know if I have an answer because uh, you have Cassius, you know. Like by by the second half of his junior year, it, it almost felt like you just knew magic was going to happen when he had the ball. You know, like he had brilliant moments against Michigan in that 2019 Big Ten tournament final. Uh, he brought MSU back when Duke took a pretty big lead in the first half against them in that storied Elite Eight game. And then just pick any moment from his senior year. I mean, it's dazzling. He could do it all. Finishing at the rim. He could do his little uh, drive. Stop! I'm going to hit an elbow shot here. 
And then also, listen, I, I know that he shot around like 40-something percent from three. I, I, it felt like he shot 92% from three his senior year. Like, he was just an awesome player. Dynamic. Breslin would just, very strangely, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just like the loudest silence you could ever hear whenever a ball would go up after it leaves Cash's hands. Just 18,000, 20,000, however many Breslin seats. I should know that at the top of my head. Just on pins and needles as the ball's in the air, and then swoosh seemingly more times than not. But Kenneth, I listen, like, of course we knew this. Like, any play was a moment for something special. Whether there was a hole in the offensive line or no hole at all. I mean, I talked about this time and time again throughout the season, and I'll never stop talking about it. But, like, maybe one of the best things about his game was, you know, of course, hey, like the 94-yard touchdown run against Rutgers, that that was fun, right? Those long touchdown runs against Michigan, those were awesome. But what made Kenneth, Kenneth to me, was that he's taking runs that should go for a loss of two and then making them gains of six. Lines that should be stopped at the line of scrimmage, but making them gains of 18. Like, he made hay with nothing a lot of times. And it was one thing I'll miss the most about Kenneth and I noticed this the last game against Penn State. And I've been lucky to go to a lot of games, of course, before the Kenneth Walker era. And, well, this year as well, I was very fortunate to go to a few. Never have I felt that buzz in Spartan Stadium or that roar in the crowd, the anticipation in the crowd, whenever he received a handoff. I'm sure it was like that the whole season, but really it would get more exaggerated as the season went on. And by the Penn State game, by the time that rolls around, every time he got a handoff, Oh, oh, you you just hear the crowd almost like start to plant their feet on the ground, getting ready to jump up and anticipate a big run. And he would deliver a good amount of time. So it's tough. And of course, I'm going to take the coward's way out and not even answer this question myself. I mean, yeah, I, I asked the question. It's like the equivalent of lighting a stick of dynamite, throwing it in a room and then walking away. But yeah, I don't know if I can answer it. It's tough. Who's the more exciting player? If you have a passionate uh, answer one way or another lockdownspartans at gmail.com or find me on twitter she underscore sports but yeah hey nice little debate to have though because it's uh <laughs> it's obviously a positive one very blessed to have both of these incredible athletes and incredible guys off the court and off the field as well not just play for michigan state but play for michigan state in, in a very recent capacity so it's 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 pretty nice being a spartan fan isn't it so and it's also awesome hosting Lockdown Spartans because you guys, the listeners, are just simply the best. Love every single one of you. Thank you for making uh, making this great, guys. So appreciate all the uh, banter on Twitter to that question as well. If you uh, were one of the fine folks that left a response, thank you for all your emails that you guys send. And uh, once again, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. And just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. But now, go make Lockdown Bets your second listen. That's right. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your Boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Love you all. Go green.